morning church. I trust you all well back home. Here we are, another Sunday, preaching on camera. And I hope um, yeah, you guys are comfortable and, um, and ready to hear what God has to say to us through the sacred scriptures. Please turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 and 31. And then we're going to jump to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, reading verses 3 to 8. Because this morning we're looking at growing in sanctification. It's a topical sermon, so please follow as I read now from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. And because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. Please turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting at verse 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you that we can again learn from the scriptures how to walk with you in this fallen world, how to live, how to be godly, and how to love our neighbor as ourselves. So, Father, be merciful to me now as I come and make your word known. May I be clear and understood and, and, and give the congregation the wisdom, all those who are listening, the wisdom to listen and afterwards just to go and chat about it as a family. Be merciful to us, Father. Please, may your word rebuke us, may your word correct us, may your word teach us, may your word instruct us, exhort us, and train us in righteousness, so that we can bring you great glory and honor in everything we do in this world. Have mercy upon us now, Father. Pray on us this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Like I said, we're going to look at sanctification. And the question is, when last did we hear the word sanctification? When last was it mentioned in the pulpit? Or when last did you chat about it amongst your friends, Christian friends? Now, is sanctification popular amongst Christians? Should it be popular amongst Christians? Do we know what sanctification is as a Christian? Do we see sanctification being important to our walk with God? And are we growing in our sanctification are we growing in sanctification daily? And do we need to be grown in sanctification? What is sanctification all about? Um, well, if we're reading God's word and we're reading through the scriptures, you would come across the word um, sanctification as a noun and as a verb sanctified. Then you would also know what it means. But the question is, if you're not reading your Bible, then you, you wouldn't have come across sanctification, and that's obvious. 
And maybe you read your Bible and you just brush over the word thinking, ah, oh, that word belongs to the pastor, belongs to theologians. I'm not going to bother with it. I'll wait for the pastor to mention or teach something about it. Well, here we are this morning. But that shouldn't be our attitude. We all are called to be theologians. We all are called to study God's word, get to know God through the scriptures, and then work him out in our lives and make him known to people through words, through his words that he's given us. We are then faithful witnesses of the things Christ has told us in the Gospels. But just look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. That's where it is mentioned. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Yes, it's mentioned in other verses. It's mentioned six times as a noun and 34 times as a verb in the New Testament. So it is mentioned elsewhere, not just here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. What does sanctification means? Well, it means to be set apart for holiness. It means to make holy. It means to grow in holiness. God has saved us, He has sanctified us, and He has set us apart to be holy. And is sanctification critical for our Christian life? Yes, because without sanctification, without it, Scripture tells us that without holiness, no one will see the Lord according to Hebrews 12, verse 14. So sanctification is vital to our walk with God. And, and, and sanctification is the Lord's process of separating us from sin and setting us apart for holiness, for, for, to bring Him glory and greatness. And Jesus chose us in Christ Jesus before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless. He wants us to walk with Him in a holy manner and in a blameless manner. We need to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, which is according to how Jesus tells us in the Gospels. But we also know because the Lord, our God, is holy, we are called to be holy. And then, like I said, we need to grow in this holiness. And that is my prayer. My prayer, including myself, is, is for us to allow the Holy Spirit, and we're going to look at this, allow the Holy Spirit working with the Scriptures to bring about sanctification in our lives, to transform us more and more into Christ-likeness, that our lives would reflect less sin and more of God's holiness. We want to be the salt and light. It's like, yeah, it's an illustration. Here we have a black and white picture. And this is what we like before God saved us. And we can say, this is what we like when God has saved us. We like this black and white picture. Now we need to become more godly. We need to become, we can say, more colorful in our lives. We need to grow in sanctification. So as we allow God's word to sanctify us, so we start to become more colorful, more godly. Our character grows. So we, so we can add the color is our growing in sanctification. And obviously we strive... Not for perfection, but we strive to be completely sanctified. But we never will be. But that's what we strive towards, for, for perfect sanctification. But like I said, we never get there in this life. But we obviously want to grow from, yeah, or we can say we want to grow from, yeah, the black and white picture, and then we, 
as we are sanctified, it's a daily process, we can become more colorful, and so we eventually are working towards this. This is our aim, this is our goal in Christ. So there's a lovely picture, and our character needs some coloring in it. And this is the work of sanctification, our growing in character like Jesus Christ. We want to conform more and more to his image, we want to become beautiful in our character, we want to become Colorful creatures that gloriously bear the image of our Creator God, reflecting His love, His glory into the lives of people. So this morning, we're going to look at sanctification. We're going to look at two stages of sanctification. How we are sanctified, so, so that we will begin to take sanctification seriously. And for us to be encouraged to grow in our sanctification this is all a process, and, and we need to be gentle, we need to be patient. It's an everyday process for us to be refined and to be transformed more into Christ-likeness. There's no quick fix. There's no, he has this black and white picture, God saves us, and we become this colorful picture. It doesn't work like that. It's an everyday process, progressively growing in our sanctification and like I said earlier on, it's critical to our Christian life for us to grow in sanctification because Scripture tells us without holiness, no one will see the Lord. You cannot call yourself a Christian and remain as you are. We need to know that God has saved us and He's in the process of changing us, sanctifying us to become more and more like Christ, to be Christ-like in our ways we deal with people, the way we talk, the way we live, the, the, what we do, and everything we do is to the glory of God. So here's our first stage of sanctification. And our first stage of sanctification is to know that sanctification starts at our new birth. You cannot move without God saving us, we remain like this. So we need God to save us so we can move from being like this to start being like this. And it's, we need salvation. So why do we need salvation? Why do we need to be made alive in Christ? Why do we need to be saved in order for the process, process of sanctification to start in our lives? Well, the reason is, well, the reason why we need to be born again is because of the fall. We live in a fallen world. In the beginning, if we can remember, God created the heavens and the earth and man. And when God looked back at his creation, it was very good, which tells us at the end of Genesis chapter 1. And Genesis chapter 2 is all about God creating man, and that's what's going on. So 1 and 2 are kind of interwoven. But when we read further, we notice that after Genesis chapter 3, everything is not very good. As we go from chapter 3 into chapter 4 and the rest of the Bible, we see that something drastically happened. Sin entered into the world through the disobedience of Adam. Adam rebelled against God and God's word. Why? Because God gave Adam a command. Not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For if you do, you shall die. And we know he did not listen to God. He did not obey God. 
and he did not obey God's words. He rebelled against God. And because of his disobeying and eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, sin entered into the world. Because of Adam's disobedience, sin entered into the world, and so came death. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin. And so death spread to all men, because all sinned. From Adam, we inherit a, a sinful nature and cannot save ourselves. By our own works, we are under death, condemnation, and we are a slavery to sin. Even, our, even the good things we do is, is disobedient, is a slavery to sin, because we are basically separated from God, God at birth. We are separated from God at birth. And we need something to happen to us. And because we are living in a life of sin, we are sinners, we separated from God, we really didn't care about people before God saved us. We treated people, spoke to people as we liked. We spoke harshly, we spoke crudely to them. Even when we did good works, we took all the glory. We lived self-centered and self-gratified lives. Sin caused us to be lovers of self. That's what sin does. It puts us on the throne. But the beautiful thing when God saves us, we kind of moved off that throne. And God is on that throne. So, because we are dead in our sins, walking according to the prince and power of this world, living in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of our flesh and of the minds, and we're by nature children of wrath, we need something to happen to us. We need our bodies to die to sin. In order for our body of sin may be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. We need something to happen outside of us. You can't look inside and save yourselves. Something from the outside has to happen to help us to save ourselves. That's why it's called an alien righteousness. It's a righteousness that comes from outside of ourselves and that is imputed on us and then we are clothed in a righteousness. And we know that person is Christ. He's outside of us and his righteousness is eventually imputed upon us. That's why for that to happen, we need a new birth. We need to be born again. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter in the kingdom of God. See, we're dead in our sins. We're, we're alienated from God. We're lost. We're rebellious. We're doing as we please. We're lovers of self. And we need to be born again. When something needs to happen. We need God to save us. That's what we need to happen in our lives. We need something outside of us to happen. And God is outside of us. And He needs to save us. We must become alive in Christ. And He must make us alive in Christ. And after God makes us alive, we reach out in faith 
And we can then cry out and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and we will be saved. God saves us according to his mercy and grace by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. It takes the power of God to save us. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to save us and to give us the gift of sanctification. We need to be saved and God saves us and he gives us the gift of sanctification. The only power in the world that could bring about our salvation, our sanctification, is the power of God. Paul writes, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone believes, the Jew first and to the Greek. So we need something outside of us to save us, to start the process of sanctification. God's will is for us to be saved. That's God's will, is for us to be saved. God's will is for us to be spiritful, that is filled with his word, so that God's will is for us then to be sanctified. If we're not reading God's word, if we're not allowing God's word to fill us, then we cannot become sanctified people. God's word washes us clean. God cleanses us through the scriptures. We can look at a lot, a lot of that, a lot more at our next um, fact. But at the moment, we need salvation because God's will is us to be sanctified. And Paul knew this as he wrote. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. And you can take the word sexual immorality out. You put anything else there. What do you need to avoid? What, is, what, is, what sin is in your life that you are either practicing or that you're not actually allowing God's word to sanctify you, to, to, to cleanse you, to, to work on that sin. It could be you're impatient, it could be you're an angry person, it could be you're not a loving person, you're not a joyful person, it could be you lack peace, it could be lack of self-control, and lack of kindness, lack of goodness. So we need to be sanctified, to avoid sin, we can say. So at our new birth, our new birth is the start of sanctification. And scripture says our old self, our old sinful nature had to be crucified with Christ in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we are no longer slaves to sin. Because that's what we were. We were slaves to sin. Even doing good things, like I said earlier, we were slaves to sin because we are separated from God. We're doing everything for ourselves and not for the glory of God. But now that we are alive in Christ, we must present ourselves to God as those alive from the dead and our members as instruments of righteousness to God. And to do this, we need sanctification. It is only by God's doing that we are in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this carefully. It's only by God's doing that we are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. We read that in. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Christ came for us sanctification. Christ became sanctification for us to receive the gift of sanctification. And sanctification is rooted in the essence of God. We need God's sanctification because we still, as Christians, live in this fallen world. We're tainted with sin 
And so we can never say, I am completely free from sin. That I can be completely free and therefore I become that I'm this. You're not. It's a process. We're, we're in this stage and we're hopefully add more color as we allow God's word to sanctify us. Striving to be the complete colored in picture. But it's because of our new birth, because of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, by His power He can now help us. We can work with Him and we can, and He can keep us from yielding to a life of sin. I like what someone said. Our problem is that in ourselves we are not holy. We are unholy. Yet the Bible refers to us as saints. The term saint means one who is holy. And the one who works to make us holy, to conform us to the image of Christ, is the Holy Spirit. See, we need the Holy Spirit's help to help us to grow in our sanctification. And it's, and it's, a, and it's an everyday process. It's like we can have a brass ornament. I don't know if there's any brass ornaments behind me. But just say this was a brass ornament. And what I do is I polish it. And I don't go and put it back dirty. I put it back clean. Why did I take it off in the first place? Well, to clean it so I can put it back clean. And, and, and we don't put a brass object back unclean. And, and that's what God is trying to do in our lives. He, he wants us to walk as clean people. He wants us to walk in newness of life. And He wants us to, to reflect His glory into the lives of people. We are sanctified to walk in newness of life. We were washed, we were sanctified, we were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the Spirit of God, well, we now learn to die to sin and live for God in Christ Jesus. And, and this is an everyday process. We've got to be patient. We've got to love each other through it. We've got to help each other because we still sinners, say by the grace of God, we still are tainted with sin. That's why scripture is beautiful. It's full of warnings. It helps us to go with gentleness and help someone, rebuke them or admonish them in love. Because if it wasn't for the grace of God, we would do the same. We all sin. There's no one can say, I've arrived and I don't sin. We all sin and we all need to grow in our sanctification. We need to be saved. That's God's will for us is to be saved, to be filled with God's word and then to be sanctified and grow in that process on a daily basis. It's a daily growth. It's a process that we do every day. So this first stage of sanctification is to know that sanctification starts at our new birth. You're not saved to do as you please. You're not saved and left on your own to do as you please. You're saved by the precious blood of Christ. You've been brought, been bought with the precious blood of Christ. You're not your own. We are His possession and we are saved, zealous for good works. And good works comes from a sanctified heart. So this first stage of sanctification that we've just looked at, we will look at the second stage, Lord willing, next Sunday. But this first stage, sanctification starts at our new birth. 
And we looked at it to see how we are sanctified and hopefully it will help us to take sanctification seriously and for us to be encouraged to grow in our sanctification. But the question is, will we be obedient to Jesus' teachings? Will we obey what Jesus has taught us? Knowing that the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Will we grow in our sanctification? Because the more and more we grow into the likeness of Jesus Christ, He can help us and we get the help to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, bearing fruit in every good work as we increase in the knowledge of God. And then what happens the more of the beauty of his character will be seen in our lives and then it will reflect into the lives of the others into this dark world and they too hopefully can see our good works and ask us about the hope that is in us we need to take sanctification seriously we need to allow god to grow us and mature us in our sanctification so that we can be the godly men and women that god has called to us to be holy like he is holy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reminder of sanctification, that it starts with our new birth and it's a process. And I pray, Lord willing, next week we can look at how we grow and how we mature in our sanctification. But help us now, Father, to, to examine our own hearts, to see, are we actually Align sanctification to take place in our lives. Are we aware of this word? Are we aware of what sanctification is all about in our Christian life and, and how we need the scriptures to grow? So forgive us, Father, if, we, if we've not taken this word seriously, if we've just casually looked over it and carried on doing as we please. But help us to become diligent students, scholars of your word. Help us to all become theologians, to study the word and to, to get to know the true living God, to get to know you, Father, and so we can grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and we can grow in our holiness so we can reflect your holy holiness, your glory into the lives of people. So help us, Father. Help us to know that the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Help us to search and look for that and, and, and truth that comes from your word. Your word is the greatest and the most beautiful gift you've given us, Father. Help us to treasure the words. Holy Spirit, sanctify us as we read your word. Grow us in our sanctification so that we can be mature, strong, and courageous Christians. Loving, caring, merciful Christians. That we can be tender-hearted, speak the truth with a tender heart towards one another. And love one another as we love you, Father. Have mercy upon us in our sanctification process as we grow it, grow in it in this life. So Father, I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to close with a benediction from Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, Equip you, allow God to equip you, equip you with everything good that you may do his will. And his will is for sanctification, to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And God's people say, Amen.